Hey, pop stars. Welcome to this latest episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us. This week's episode is brought to you by books. Because not only is reading fundamental, but so the fuck is knowledge. So we challenge you to read at least one book this summer. Read them. Don't ban them. Books.com. Okay. Read them. Don't ban them. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of things that made me accept this 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 ad. You know, what happened with the Titanic submersible, which I'm sure we'll talk about on the next wind down or what have you. But I read a comment that said when, you know, people thought that they were, they may have been having problems with the oxygen before they realized that they were imploded. And someone said, why are y'all stressing out over air that they breathe? How are they, they going to run out of it if they keep breathing it? <laughs> and that was dead ass a serious question. Read books. Don't ban them. <laughs> like, damn, dog. <laughs> I mean, you want to ask, is your brain getting enough oxygen? Like, yeah. So, but as part of summer reading project, have you read anything non-work related? I know you've been working a little bit this summer, so sometimes you know. But you read a good leisurely book or just a good book lately? Um, I'm still reading. I currently am reading two books. Um, one is uh, Audible, so I guess I'm listening reading. <laughs> and then the other one is a hard po- copy. So I'm reading a uh, Red, White, and Royal Blue. And I love it. And it's about to come out as a um, Amazon Prime movie. So I'm really excited about it. And then the other one is uh, this series. And um, it's interesting. Like, I, 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 can, I can definitely uh, get into them. So we shall see. But um, what's the series called? Oh, the merciless ones, merciless ones, merciless ones. So those are the two books I'm reading. I'm hoping I can finish them by next month because as you said, I work and then I don't get enough time to like leisurely read, but those are mine. Anything interesting you're reading, Eddie? Um, I just read Stacey Abrams' latest book, The Follow-Up to All Justice Sleep, um, and it, it was really good. And um, I'm also What's that reading. Called? Oh goodness, let me see. You know, I'm horrible. Just because I I bought one of her books, I wanted to see if it was the sequel or maybe uh, it was just another book she was writing. Uh, this one was Rogue Justice. Okay, no, uh, no, no. Okay, so no, that's, so that's the not the one I got. To the first one with the ju- with Justice Sleeps. Mm-hmm. Um, reading Burn It. Uh, I know I'm going to fuck up the title, so let me look it up. But um, the latest by Mo Ryan, who um, is an expose behind what happened behind the scenes with some of the shows, um, some of our uh, shows that we liked, like um, Sleepy Hollow and um, goodness, Sleepy Hollow Lost. It goes behind the scenes of that, so it's an expose. And I, I want to say it's called Burn It to the Ground or something. Oh, Burn It Down. Um, the Power and Complicity and Call for Change in Hollywood. And it's really good. Um, talks about how toxic 
the loft set was behind the scenes, uh, the inside of what really happened with Sleepy Hollow and Nicole Bahari and how they did her so dirty. Um, and just what happens on a lot of different shows. So, so it wasn't um, her? It was? No, it really, it really wasn't her. Um, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, especially at that time, like the one of the worst reputations you can get in Hollywood is someone saying that you're difficult to work with. Um, and especially, that's the new blacklisting, um, so to speak. Or, or blackballing, um, and especially when you're a woman and a woman or a person of color to have that label, um, then it follows you around and it makes you pretty much unhirable. And basically, it was her trying to stand up for herself. And um, so, yeah, it's it's really good. But and then um, I'm reading one of um, one of my smutty series. You know, I like smutty books sometimes. So I found mm-hmm. this this little smutty series I'm reading. But yeah, so um, I try to read a lot. Um, trying to write more too. So you know, just just working on it. But yeah, um, we need to read more and stop being and shit because ooh, child, these people. Anyway, um, so. Also, favorite passion, watching movies. I found myself going to the movies a lot more this summer, which has been interesting. Um, so we'll see how that goes, how, how this translates to our end of summer list. But this week, we got to stay home, and we get rescued by Chris Hemsworth and the team in Netflix's Extraction 2, um, the sequel to the 2020 surprise hit Extraction, where Hemsworth reprises his role as Tyler Rake, a highly skilled former uh, soldier turned mercenary um, and this time he and a team are recruited to break a family um, of a ruthless gangster out of prison uh, so Tammy what did you think of this extraction sequel was it a sweet did it hit that uh, action sweet spot or was it a pain was it as painful as a root canal definitely not as painful as a root canal come on now it's Chris Hemsworth <laughs> <laughs> He's worth, the eye can- he's worth the eye candy alone yes exactly like never a bad thing um i will say it started off slow for me um and i kind of had to i felt like i had to force myself to sit through the beginning but once they got through the first major scene of basically like the prison break I, I felt that it was really hit the ground running and it was a lot of action, even as they were trying to like figure out what was going to be their next step. Uh, but especially when they got to Vienna, uh, I, I felt like that's where the action really picked up and it was nonstop action from there. And I really, really enjoyed that. So it was a slow start for me, but once it picked up, like it kept my interest until the end. What about you, Eddie? Um, yeah, I I liked that we got to see his recovery from like it literally picked up where extraction ended. Um and we got to see because you know it it really wasn't supposed to be uh a sequel, I don't think. Uh, I think just because like we said extraction was a surprise hit 2020, of course, um and a lot of people were home, you know, so it was, it was a good thing and his character died. Um, at the end and so we got to see okay 
uh, how he lived or, you know, how he revi- was revived and we got to see the recovery process. I actually like that, um, you know. Um, the prison break was a bit much. I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood for all of it when I watched it originally, but I don't know. It, you know, it, it was just like, oh, my gosh. So I, I would say it wasn't necessarily too slow for me, but I think that prison break scene was too long, if that makes any sense. It was just like, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a mindless action overload. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And so um, I and I'm with you. Once they got out of the prison and you actually got to see the story develop, I, I was fully... I was fully engrossed. Um, but based on what I saw in the prison, I'm like, oh God, this is just going to be shoot them up, blow them up. Really no plot. Because I love the premise. Like when you think of a prison break, um, you know, it's a plot twist. Like what kind of motherfucker, <laughs> you know you sit when you basically have your pr- your family imprisoned with you. Yeah. And he, he was like, it's for their safety. Dude, you and your brother fucking run the country of Georgia or Chechnya, wherever the fuck y'all were. Y'all own everybody, including the government. Like, you're some of the biggest gun runners, dope dealers, gangsters in the world. And the country where y'all live, I want to say it was Georgia or something like that. Y'all ran that motherfucker. So you tell me your family could not be safe. At all. With your brother on the compound. Like, that was just... And then... So at first you kind of you almost kind of like oh, like you have those enemies out there who would keep your family safe. But then when you realize and you see who his brother is, and the pull and the sway that his brother have, you're like oh that's bullshit. <laughs> like, so it was just like okay, and and it kind of gave it a personal touch to the story because you realize hey they were his in laws or his former in laws. He was doing it. Um, Cause you know, he didn't want to come back that soon, but he was doing it to kind of make amends for what went down with him and his wife after his son died and all that other stuff. So there were layers on layers to the story, but I was just like, this crazy motherfucker really had his family in jail with him. And I guess because, you know, and, and, and it wasn't even so much that they had him in, that he had them in jail with them. They were literally imprisoned in jail because when his wife was like, oh, they, they they haven't been outside in what was it, almost two months? And they hadn't left the cell. So I'm just like, what the fuck? And also they were stuck in the cell area because every cell that surrounded them were his enemies who were willing to kill his kids. I was just like, come on. Are you serious? Like, dude, there's no way they're safer in there with you than they would have been out with your brother. So, yeah, uh, so, you know, that, and, and I think that that kind of gave it, because, you know, when you think prison break, you're thinking, oh, they're going to be on the run from the government. The government's going to hunt them down. No, nah, it was his brother's crazy-ass family. <laughs> you know, it, it, so, yeah, it, it was really, it, that part to me I thought was interesting. I was like, okay, this is a unique take on the prison break. But, yeah, once they got to Vienna or <laughs> Austria, um, that's when it really just became a lot more interesting to me. Um, so, but, and we were talking earlier off air about, uh, why I probably don't have any kids. Oh, you know, cause I think, I don't know if it's the universal black woman thing, universal person of color thing, 
But that little motherfucker, oh, you want to go be with your uncle and his family? Go. <laughs> like, that little boy, I would have left him. You sure right. I left him on the side of the road to get pick up. Called them along the way and be like, he on the side of the road, go get him. Thank you. Like, dude. I under- and the thing is, I understood the mindset, but I still felt the whole time I'm watching this movie, all I kept thinking is, you little shit. Yes. <laughs> like, like, because he ended up getting my favorite character in the movie killed. And I was pissed. I was cursing him out when I was watching this. Once you realize what happened just because of his stupid decisions that he made. And the fact of you didn't understand, you couldn't comprehend with your young mind how wrong it was, one, for your father to hold you, your mom, and your little sister in prison okay number two you definitely couldn't understand that because what would make you think that you were intelligent enough to understand that it was crazy to believe that you were safer like you said in prison with your father than you would be out with your uncle who was running the whole frigging country and government basically um and then when you realize what you really did and you're like, I'm sorry. I'd have been like, you sorry. You sorry. I felt like he needed a smack across the face. That's just my opinion. I- I'm so upset that they didn't hit him once. Thank you. You sorry, <laughs> but you still go with them. Still go with them. You know. And, and then the gonna... uncle said it right. When he said, oh, is my mom going to be okay? If you wanted your mom to be okay, you should never have made that phone call. You right. Thank you. Because and, and, and I'm with you. It's like, on one hand, it's kind of like you idolize the parent that's not there. But he, but here's the thing, dude. And I'm like, okay, indoctrination is so real. Because you saw, you lived a life. It wasn't your mom. It's not like you're with your, it's not like you're younger, like your sister was. You actually saw your dad how abusive because the night before y'all broke out or a couple of nights before you broke out in movie time you was just over there comforting your mama while she was crying begging your daddy not to rape her and then he beating her up in prison like that wasn't the first time like you saw the life you were old enough to discern that you knew you had to play sleep when your daddy came in that cell you know and then you tell your mom you over there telling your mom don't cry don't cry or you're trying to comfort her because your dad is such a raging asshole, abusive asshole, and then all of a sudden, you, it's her fault. You know, I'm just like, yeah, uh, uh-uh. uh, mm-hmm. I would have left his ass in that jail or <laughs> dropped him off <laughs> something. Like, I, I, it's just like, dude, for real. So. And no mindset for just his little sister. Like, you may, you may be at the point where you're like, I'm the Gazi. You know, but is your sister though? Is your sister? No, she's not. She she she's not. That which says it on just like he pretended to be asleep. You know they had to have protected that little girl from a lot of stuff that was going on up in that prison. A lot of stuff that was going on with their mom. They were protecting the little girl so that she didn't see all of that. That's why she was still, you know, in could be innocent enough. Yeah, it it, it yeah. It it all goes back to that little shithead. I'm just saying. Girl, yeah, like the fucking, I was like, the fuck is wrong with you? 
And and so I'm like, you you honestly think like all of a sudden your dad was it's like you want to hold your dad up to be some type of martyr where you knew who he was, you saw what he was, you knew, you know, and Tyler takes even though it wasn't, you know, it wasn't their intent to kill him because he didn't want that smoke. His intent was just to get y'all out. But your daddy got, your daddy was collateral damage. Good riddance. Because, and then, but one of my favorite scenes, like to just show you, to illustrate, you know, because they can tell you like who the family is, but to illustrate just how batshit crazy his uncle was. Like one of the coldest scenes is when the dude, I don't know what he was, he was some high up government official. And, oh yeah. And and he 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 was supposed to get the brother out of jail or move him to another jail or something. Anyway, the the deal fell through and he was like I can't do it because of what he did. Um he he was like you're lucky we were able to keep him from being deported to the US to face his crimes. So I couldn't let him out. You know, I got his family in there with him, but I couldn't get him out. You know, I couldn't, we couldn't go easy on him. Like, there's too much heat. And his brother's like, come for a walk. And when he started walking and he told everyone to stay back, I'm like, you dumb. Like, you dumb, dumb. <laughs> like, I didn't know it was going to go down like that, but I'm like, nah, bro, you dumb, dumb. And then he just gets there and he shoots him. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And he falls right into the grave that the dude was down there digging. Like, the ditch, the dude was literally digging the grave for him. He falls in, he looks up, and then he just starts throwing the dirt back over him. I'm like, oh, shit, that's cold. <laughs> just started burying him. was like, oh, this is why I was digging that? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he proceeds to kill the man's entire team. And I'm like, yeah. You, you, well, if you, you take know. one down, you got to take them all down. Yeah. I'm like, you, you just batshit crazy. So, and then, you know, the uncle was like, he lost the mission. He lost, like, he, because even the uncle was like, you know, we need to let this go. Your brother was who he was. He got caught. He knew the risk. Is it really worth all this? You know, we, 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 we're suffering a lot of losses. Like, we can't even tell the men why we're fighting now. And, and um, I guess that was at the point where they had an out. And he's like, let's just take the out. And if it comes, if he crosses our path again, we can come back. We, you know, let's go regroup. Let's. But what are we? What is this about now? And then when he shoots the uncle, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" So, like, just straight on. Uncle didn't even see it. Like, never thought that. And and thing is, I was shocked when he um he actually did like shoot. Cause at first when I heard the gunshot, like I was just like, "Yo, did his man? Did he give him a signal or something?" Cause I didn't see no signal to his man. To shoot his uncle. And then you like look at both of them and you're like, oh shit. Like he just shot his uncle in cold blood. No remorse, no emotions whatsoever. No. Nah. And the uncle was like, I always knew. What did he say? I knew the day would come. I knew how I would die. There was a, yeah, my name, like, there was a bullet for me. I just never knew it was going to come from you. I was just like, holy fuck. So yeah. And then I, that's when that little dumb motherfucker, the, the, the kid, that I guess that's when he realizes, oh, or was it when he strapped the bomb on him? Like, when when was your moment that 
oh, maybe my mom wasn't so wrong. I think it was when he was in the car with the older uncle. And when when he was like, is he going to, because when he asked directly, is he going to kill my mom? And the uncle said, um, if you, like, what, what I, I just said it too. Like, oh, something if along you lines, wanted her alive, you shouldn't have called us. Yeah. If you wanted her alive, you shouldn't have made that phone call. And I was just like, that's when he knew, like, my mom is going to die because he didn't want his mom to die. That's why when he first ran to his uncle, he said, like, it had nothing to do with my mom. My mom didn't do anything. My mom didn't do nothing. It was all him thinking that, like, he just was very, very naive. The little shit was very naive. Okay, I'm continue to call him the little shit. The little shit was very naive. <laughs> That's a good name for him, because I'm like, dude, you, it's like, at this point, your mom is the one who initiated it. Like, your mom was the one who initiated the prison break. Like, however she got, she was able to get that call, make that call to her sister, who sent sexy ass Idris in as the mediator? I was like, okay. So, you know, I was just like, huh. But yeah, it was just like, yeah, he, that's the perfect word for him, the little shit. And um, I agree with you. Like, uh, we're talking about what you brought up earlier that really made me hate the little shit. Um, one of my other favorite scenes is when Ovi, I guess we'll just go ahead. Obi, like when he, when uh, his character is waking up and Obi has that shirt and he goes, I'm going to buy you one or I'm going to send you one in your size, right? Mm-hmm. So he sent him this shirt, this ugly ass shirt, but you knew. And then he put it on the dog. And so when Idris shows up at his house, he's like, is that a Versace shirt on a dog? <laughs> and he goes yeah my friend bought it for me or when he bought when he went and found the chickens when he went to the market and he found the chickens and he took them in the house I said that's some ghetto shit he wanted his chickens I'm like yeah he was mad he's like they got the dog but what they say they have the chickens they say something that ate them or something like that but I was just like oh shit but yeah that, that was funny so um so I'm with you. I I love Ovi and Nick. Like I love them. The brother and sister. The whole time I'm watching, I'm like, I don't. At, it is even one point where I'm like, I don't care if Prince Hillsworth died. Ovi and Nick need to stay alive. Like that's why do you I call him Ovi? I just Ovi. That's what I said his name was. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I was like, who's Ovi? Yes, Ovi. Yes. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, I couldn't know who you were talking about until you said Nick, and I was just like, wait, who's Ovi? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. You know I'm horrible with names. <laughs> I just, but yeah, yes. I'm like, yes, and Nick need to stay alive because they, they, I love them and I love Yes too. And when he died, I'm like, okay, the little shit needs to die. Like, yo, for real. yo, I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, a life for a life. Like you got Yaz killed, okay? And the and I will tell you, I'm be honest, I shed some tears because when he got shot and you saw him, um, when the bullets pushed him forward and you knew he was gone and how Nick reacted, oh, like I was just like, oh, that shit need to die. I said, kill them all. Like that was my mindset. Kill them all. They all need to go down. Every single one of them. Killed her brother. It was her and her brother ride or die. And I said, nope. 
I said nobody lives after this. Nobody. <laughs> Girl, yeah, I'm like, uh-uh. It, it 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 should not be anything. Um, I was just like, yeah, because and she was trying to fly the helicopter, and he he didn't want to tell her, you know, that he was dead because it's like, okay, we we got to get out of this. And then, uh, you know, especially when they actually end up back at his place um, and she's there and they, they have them all cleaned up and they're ready. And um, I was just like, fuck, if she's in there, I was just like, I got, I didn't cry, but I got the sniffles. You know, your girl, I, I had a sniffle. It was an allergy moment there, but I was just <laughs> like, the fuck? It's like, yeah, this little bastard's got to go. Like... <laughs> Um, I was like, just let him stay wherever the fuck he is. Because um, at that point, I think that's where I said, you know what? I I would have been like, uh-uh, couldn't be me. Because I would have said, that little bastard want to stay with his psychotic uncle, let him stay. I ain't going to get him. Um, so, yeah, he, 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 they were all better than me. My son, no, nah, fuck your son. <laughs> <laughs> that little shit can do what he wants. Thank you. Fuck that motherfucker. And then, and you know, she, yeah, I mean, Nick was a real one because when he went, when he got the phone call and he was going to get the little boy, it was just like, and I, I love the relationship between Tyler and Nick, like just their chemistry, just their connection, just the way, you know, just whatever. It was like, I loved it. I was just like, yeah. And I I really wasn't crazy. I understood the whole purpose of the ex-wife because when you found out that that was his sister-in-law or his former sister-in-law, you kind of knew the ex-wife was going to come, especially when she's the one who called them. But so I'm glad they resolved their differences, but I'm like, yeah, I don't really have to see her again. <laughs> like, you know, I was Ever. like, please don't, don't, I guess the thing is, I understand they needed closure and they had to have their closure, but I'm like, don't force a reconciliation. If there is a romantic in the series, because spoiler alert, they are already, um, they're going to do a number, they're going to do a three. Um, it's just a matter of when with the writer strike and everything that's going on in Hollywood right now. So I'm like, if there is ever a romantic interest or love interest, I really think it should be Nick. Like they have that relationship, that chemistry where it could go either way. So if you're putting, if you're going to put him with a romantic interest, I think it should be Nick. Leave the ex-wife alone. Like I don't, I don't need a forced reconciliation. I think the ex-wife thing has sailed, though. I didn't get the vibe of them ever getting back together. I really got their scene where they were talking. That was more about closure. It wasn't about, like, any type of chemistry or anything like that. I think um, him and Nick are, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't see them getting together. I just see them always being together, if that makes any sense. Um you know, but like that, that would be like his ride or die. Like him and Nick ride or die. They'll, they'll do what they need to do for each other. But I didn't get the vibe that him and his, like it, him and his wife, his ex-wife is like ever a possibility of re- reconciliation. I think that was more about closure than anything else. I I'm, I agree with you. I hope so. And, and that's what I'm, and that's why I was like, yes, keep it that way. Like I didn't get that vibe necessarily, but you never know when they try to throw in those hooks or those romantic. So like I said, it the, the the series is good the way it, it doesn't need like that big love story thrown in. But I'm just saying if they did decide to add that little hint of a love story, 
then I could see Nick being that lead. Like, they just have that chemistry where it could go either way. Like, they can stay the best of friends, ride or die. That is it, whatever. Or you could actually see it transitioning, making that natural transition just because of the chemistry and how dynamic it is. Like, and I'm fine with it being strictly platonic. I'm just saying, unless you bring in some incredible love interest or something, then, you know, but yeah. Um, but I was just like, don't, don't try to force a reconciliation with the ex-wife on down our throats. Um, so yeah. Um, so since we said it was going to be a sequel or a third version of this, um, what is something? What was something you would want to see in the third one? Him kicking ass again. <laughs> I think it was really good. I will say I'm not necessarily a fan of the quick recovery um, for like just how hurt he was and everything like that. Um, being in the hospital, uh, ending up at the um, at the cabin, and then six weeks go by and you're full force, like ready to go, top notch action. Mm, I, I just don't believe it. Uh, but I do want to see, I think it was a great action flick. And when the action was nonstop, it kept my interest, like I said, from the jump. So that's what I would like to see. I would, I would really, really like to see that. I mean, you know, they can't avenge Yaz because, you know, they already um, did that. Um, very, still very upset. Still very upset about uh, that, about his character because I love the dynamic between him and um Tyler. But just more action. Whatever it is. So, like, and you know something? I'd like to see, like, I want to know who is the Mr. I guess the Mr. Nobody of Extraction. Um, who is Mr. Nobody's boss? Yeah. Me too. That's what I said. I was, I was like, I want to see more Idris because you, damn, like, you, you can never have too much Idris. Like, you just can't. And him and Hemsworth together, like, I was like, oh, this is a Thor reunion. <laughs> and I'm, I'm all for it just entering his older action hero phase. Like, I really want to see that show um, hijacked that's going to come on um, Apple TV with him in it. So um, I want to see more Idris. I want to know who his boss is, who is the big boss, and is the big boss going to double as the big bad? Um and kind of and having going back to that, I love the part where, you know, at the end, they kind of break him out of prison or whatever. And and because I love that, first of all, I was like, OK, if y'all kill Nick now, because, you know, it looked like she she took a pretty she took a pretty uh, she got shot in a, in a pretty precarious place. And I'm like, and, you know, that's the only reason why he didn't leave is because he needed her to he knew that, you know, if they would have left. She would. She probably would have died at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's like they went to jail. And I love the first thing he says when he figures out that they're. Oh, is, this is a jailbreak. He's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. He's like, I'm not leaving without Nick. Like, I'm not going anywhere without Nick. Like, that's true. Ride or die. You know. It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna break her out of jail. It was like, no, there is no me without her. You broke me out. Go get my girl. <laughs> and he was like, I had a feeling you were gonna say that. <laughs> So it was like, okay, but yeah, um, and I, I, I'm with you. I, I would probably want to see a little bit more nuanced action. I don't need necessarily, I guess what they thought was that heart pounding, just shoot them up, jail scene. Like, I don't need the mindless. It felt a little gratuitous 
it got to the point where that jailbreak scene was a little gratuitous to me. So I, I was like, okay, um, maybe a little bit more of the nuanced action. Um, but I think they've done a really good job with these two films with incorporating the human element and the story. Um, because sometimes I think that gets lost in action movies. Um, and just like with the original extraction, you had that human element um, when they were in India and Bombay. And with this one too, it, was, it goes back to the family and what you won't do for family and, you know, how it tied into his own uh, demons and his own past. And again, like we said, what kind of stigma fucking takes your family with you to prison? Um, and it's like, so just because I'm in jail, they have to be in jail. And it was a literal fucking prison. Like they were in two prisons. They were in an actual prison and then they were imprisoned by him in prison. So it was just like <laughs> that kind of thing was just like, okay. So I think they do a really good job of adding that human, that storytelling element to to the action film. So I would want to see more of that, not just, you know, some mindless thing, but something that makes us really care about what, why they're doing what they're doing. Cause you know, the action is going to be there. So I, I, I thought that was really compelling. Anything else that we missed with this? Did you, is there anything else besides Yaz and Nick being the greatest? <laughs> yeah, no, nothing else besides Yaz and um, Nick being the absolute best ever. I'm really yeah. going to miss Yaz for the third one. I know. I'm kind of like, is there some type of sci-fi? <laughs> Look, Element it's fast, it. Yeah, if the Fast and Furious can jump off a fucking off the Green Canyon and survive, you know, is there, is there some mystical Indian cure that we missed where she was, you know, preparing Yaz's body? Like, is he really dead dead? Like, that was the thing. I'm like, no, because I, I was pissed. I was just like, nah. It, it got to the point where it's like, I don't even want to watch this shit anymore. <laughs> like, I need a moment. Like, that was the last thing the whole time. You can kill off anybody. Hell, you can kill off him, Lord, because you know he's not really going to die. Do not kill off Yaz and Nick. I'm like, they're untouchable. And when that happened, I was just like, the fuck? So, and then at the end, I'm like, nah, if they really kill off Nick, I'm done. I'm done, done. Like, done, done. But nah, so it was good. All right, so what are you rating? How are you rating Extraction 2? Um, I'm going to rate Extraction 2 uh, three popcorns. Um, I did not get a full bucket. You know, I didn't even order a full bucket. I just ordered a regular, but still told them not to fill it to the top fully. But it was enjoyable, like I said. Um, there was enough action, but it was a little slow in the beginning. Um, I couldn't get into the, um, the major uh, prison break uh, scenes uh, so but I would still be like watch it you know if you like action and you know I will say one thing is is that it gave me like the Jason Jason Statham um, kind of action flicks where it's like non-stop go um, once they got to Vienna and they started like it was non-stop action non-stop going uh, so if you're into that if you like that those types of movies then I would suggest it otherwise eh, it may not be your thing <laughs> What about you? I uh, yeah, I I did it. I did um I gave it just a little bit higher than you, but I, I think we're still we're still on the same page. I gave it like a 3.25. And maybe that was the interest factor. I don't know. But um 
it, it it was good. Like, and I think we both had a problem with different reasons for the prison break scene. Um, but yeah, it it was good, and um, it was a good popcorn flick. And I I agree. You know, um, I don't know if Hemsworth it has gotten Statham status for me yet, because you know, you know how I feel about Jason Statham. Um, I found me another Jason Statham movie the other night. I and then he has two more movies coming out this summer. See, now we can have a whole Statham conversation. So I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if it, if if Hemsworth is just there for me yet. If his name is enough, his name alone is enough for me just to watch a movie. But I, I do love the Extraction series. Um, but yeah, uh, and I I didn't get the specialty bucket. You know how sometimes with the big movies they'll have that specialty bucket. And so I just got a little bucket, you know, I got, I, and I didn't even get the large. I didn't even update the large. I just got the, I was like, okay, this is, this is good. It, 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 you know, it was fresh popcorn. It was good, but I spilled a little at times. And then, you know, they killed my boy. So I was like, fuck this. And then some spilled out when that happened. And I was like, fuck, you know, but no, it, it was good. And I look forward to see what they can do, um, what they do with the extraction three. And hopefully we really will get more interested and get more action interest and stuff like that. So, ah, all right. Well, I guess that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. Please be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news, as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at thepopcornwinddown.com. That's it. That's the plug. Pop, 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 pop. Thank you as always. And be sure to join us when we review The Diplomat, currently streaming on Netflix, starring Carrie Russell and Rufus Sewell. We get to see, well, she's already been in her grown woman bag, but she'll probably forever be Felicity to somebody. But we get to see Felicity in her grown woman bag. I saw and that I when lo- she did the Americans, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is it's it's good. Like she, you, I, I I'm really happy, you know, that she got out of that Felicity mode. But um, yeah, I, I can't wait to discuss this with you. See how you feel about the diplomat. So to to hear all of that, tune in next time. And until then, I'm Eddie, and I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.